Hello, it's us again. That's time travel for you. When was we here last? Oh, past, present, future, all six of them. All six? Well, it depends what generation you're in. I, I only counted three. So, uh, here we are, Gav, at the start of series three. Yes, that's two gone. Yep. I can do maths as well. Excellent. You might come in handy when the accountants come visiting. So, uh, Series 3, as we all know, the third things are the best. Indeed. Star Trek 3, Superman 3, and Shark Attack 3. Oh, just superb things, I'm sure you agree. Oh, good. You're, you're agreeing with me, then. There's nothing wrong with any of those three. Nothing wrong at all. So, obviously, it's with trepidation that, uh, that we're here. That they've skipped past 3 entirely and gone to Galaxy 4 with the first story. But we should mention, since it's Galaxy 4, we have four different beers that we're doing. Yes, uh, we're having four different uh, beers from the Badger Brewery, apparently. Yep. Whatever they are. Well, they've been, they've been in operation since the 18th century. Have they? They have, since 1777. It's amazing what you can find out when you just look at the cover. It is. If indeed, if indeed, if indeed that's what you call the <laughs> label <laughs> on a beer. I have not looked at the cover of the beer. <laughs> but <laughs> there it is in big letters. Since 1777. I'm quite Because I have never heard of Badger until uh, I went to buy these earlier today. Isn't Cronenberg isn't one year before that? <sighs> I don't know. I'm sure Cronenberg was 1776. Wasn't it 1865? Wasn't it 1812? Where are we? Or oh, was that the overture? Right. Uh, yes. So, so Badgerbury, you were saying, tell us what beers that we're, we're drinking. Well, there's the two we're drinking now. Yeah, the first two we're drinking are called Thirsty Ferret and uh, Tanglefoot. Tanglefoot, yes. Uh, we've got half of each. Yeah. Basically. Uh, we'll be talking about them later. Yep, and then we've got the next two, but we'll talk about these two once we get to halfway, and then we'll start drinking the, the next two. God help us when we get to review Galaxy 760. We will be very drunk indeed. So, Gav, I believe you've done the, the synopsis for this exciting instalment. Yes. I shall uh, tell you about it thusly. Episode 1, 400 Dawns. Stephen, obviously upset I made fun of his hair in the previous episode, decides to visit Vicky's Tardist Hair Fashions, but he thinks the result is a bit amateurish. Stephen then wants to go play in the sand and swim in the sea, but the doctor says no, leaving sulking Stephen to retort with, You can't be scientific all the time. Meanwhile, a marshmallow robot rolls up to, tardy, rolls up to the TARDIS and sends a message. Needing a new pet, Vicky names it Chumbly. A dejected hi-fi slowly weeps in the corner. Stephen, not liking that the robot looked at something, decides to attack, but the Chumbly points a gun at them. It then destroys a bush, and the doctor guesses that it might possibly be dangerous. Two driver women rescue the travellers from the Chumbly and take them back to the ship, where they discover they are at war with a race called the Rills, who shot down their ship. They manage to shoot down the, uh, the real ship also, and now they both find themselves on extreme scrappy challenge, trying to make a working ship before the planet, planet explodes in 14 dawns. The driving plan to capture the real ship, Instead of repairing their own, the Doctor, on returning to the TARDIS, discovers the planet will actually explode in two dawns. Episode 2. Trap of Steel After being held up by a chumbly trying to gain access to the TARDIS, the Doctor and Stephen eventually return to the driving ship and comments on its tin-like structure. The Doctor tells Marga that the planet will indeed blow up in 14 dawns, and that it won't help them. Oh, he's back to being a cunt again. So Marga pulls out a gun, and after a short scuffle and threatening to kill Vicky, the Doctor reluctantly agrees to help and admits there's only two dawns left. So the Doctor and Vicky go to capture the real ship, wondering why the Chumblies haven't found on the driving ship yet. Back on the ship, Marga tries to convince Stephen to help them escape quicker, but he convinces her that he's useless. She needed convincing. Stephen pretends to go to sleep whilst Marga tells of her plans to kill Stephen and the Rills. Over at the real ship, the Doctor and Vicky are blocked by chumblies, but through cunning application of scientific process, 
that's throwing a rock at the chumblers, they discover they have a blind spot and progress onwards. They find the ship's technology to be very advanced and have some sort of air conversion system in place. Finding a broken chumbler, the doctor picks it, pokes it with a stick, because sticks. Then a giant real face suddenly appears at a window, scaring Vicky. Episode 3 Airlock Some chumblers enter the room and the doctor and Vicky run, but the doctor gets trapped behind some bars. He does figure out the air converter creates ammonia for the rills to breathe though. So does that. The chumblers arrive and get Vicky to follow them while the doctor fiddles with the air converter. The rill, talking through the chumblers, explain that they are peaceful. They came across the diving ship in space and after a four dawn standoff, the rills turned around and the driving ship shoots them down. They fight in retaliation. When trying to help their attackers after crashing, the driving fired on them so they fled instead of killing them. Vicky then races to warn the doctor not to mess with the air converter. Back on the driving ship, Stephen is still pretending to sleep and Margaret talks of mythical beasts that have compassion and care for others. Then Margaret fantasises about the travellers and rills blowing up on the planet whilst they escape. Stephen fantasises about having a good haircut. I fantasise that this wasn't a reconstruction. Then waiting for his guard to fulfil their most important duty, falling asleep to help facilitate an escape, Stephen sneaks up on her, knocks her out and steals a gun. Outside, he encounters a chumbler and returns to hide in the airlock. Then Margaret appears and starts to siphon off the air supply, giving Stephen some options. Surrender, face a chumbler, die, or wait too long to make a decision. The doctor tells of the rills of the planet's impending destruction. The rills don't have enough time to convert enough power to escape, so the doctor offers to use his TARDIS to give them enough power. Then a chumbler reports that they found Stephen in his and he's in distress. The Doctor and Vicky rush back to help. Stephen then finally decides to face the Chumbly, but he's left it too late, and the lack of pressure prevents the doors from opening. He then pretends to sleep again. The Exploding Planet, Episode 4 The Doctor, Vicky and Pet Chumbly arrive with an ammonia bomb, which they throw into the ship and rescue Stephen, before he dies from pretending to sleep too much. The rain then order the drivings to stay in their ship and leave a chumbler guarding. The Doctor begins, begins arranging the power transfer and heads back with Vicky to the TARDIS, leaving Stephen to nosy around the ship. Determined to get into their good books, he questions their motives, as he doesn't believe in compassion now, apparently. I think he's actually trying to get everyone to dislike him. Under the cover of night, the drivings sneak out and incapacitate the chumbler. The planet starts to rumble and the Doctor and Vicky return to the ship after connecting cables to the TARDIS. Be another two hours to charge the ship fully, leaving them with just 30 minutes spare until the planet explodes. The Chumblers try to hold off the advancing drive-ins and the Travellers have a teary goodbye with her in and then return to the TARDIS with a Chumbler guard. The driving arrive at the ship just in time to see it leave. Damn, so close. But wait, there's the Travellers. Let's chase. The travellers go inside the TARDIS and the planet starts to break up. The TARDIS dematerialises. Maybe they should have tried to repair their own ship. Stupid dragons. Back on the ship, the Doctor tires of being in danger all the time and wants some rest. Well, he is an old man. Vicky spots a planet and, wonder what's, and wonders what's happening there. Cut to the planet. A man lies on the floor of a jungle and wakes up in confusion saying, I remember now. Must kill, must kill. If only Rinse and repeat. If only he'd remembered. If, if only that was the end. Well, not really, but imagine if that was the end of Doctor Who, and it was a guy waking up on a planet. I remember now. Must kill. In other words, the last two series were were just a dream. And he wanted to kill people for making him dream that. Yes. How dare you make me dream? And dreaming reconstruction as well. <laughs> Bastards. How dare you make me dream in still images with text going across the screen telling me what's happening. <laughs> with, with sound I can barely hear. Not that I'm bitter about it, but there you are. Yeah, this particular reconstruction that we watched, the sound was terrible, wasn't it? The, the, yeah, Galaxy, it was just awful. I'm glad. See, what we did this time, gentle viewers, whether well, listeners or anything, are they? 
And then who knows, any, who knows anymore with the reconstructions. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what we did was we listened to to the soundtracks with uh, well actors. To, well, I think it was wasn't it St- the actor who played Stephen? I think it was. Yeah, he, he was telling you what was going on, and then we watched the reconstruction, which I said, which was still images and stuff like that. Um, and then we watched it again. So basically, we've pretty much seen, seen quote-unquote, this episode three times. Too many times. And then for another one, I did exactly the same, but I read the script as well. So much Doctor so Who. So basically, because of the BBC, I've had to do so much work. Damn the BBC. Right, first thing about yes. Galaxy 4. Yeah. They're not even in Galaxy 4. Bit, just, so just, that's a bit stupid, isn't it? They just mentioned the Dravens are from Galaxy 4, but that planet they're on that blows up, that we don't know anything about, it's not even in Galaxy 4. Should should they just call this Universe or something? They should have called it Planet Destructor or something like that. <laughs> from here. Or they could have, I don't know, Planet of planet where women are visiting or something. It's a bit as uh, apt as the, what they actually did call it. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason for it to call it Galaxy 4. They could at least mm. said, we're in Galaxy 4. Mm. I suppose they could have been in Galaxy 4. They were from Galaxy 4, and they are still in Galaxy 4. Well, if they're in Galaxy 4, why did they say to the Doctor, we're in, we're from Galaxy 4? We, we travelled from 400 dawns from Galaxy uh-huh. 4. All right, maybe we, we travelled four hundred dons from Galaxy Four, and what well, we're still in Galaxy Four. Oh, Jesus, four hundred dons, and we're still here. I hate Galaxy Four. So yeah, the Dravens. Yes, the uh, the female race. The, the, the yeah, the the uh, the planet of they're from the planet of women apparently, which isn't a sci-fi sci-fi. Sci- I think yeah. Anyway, no. but it isn't a sci-fi cliche in any way. Mm. No, I have never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched a Star Trek episode that was like that at any point during the last year. No. But yeah, it, it just goes back to the the Amazons, which isn't from Wonder Woman, by the way. But it was before mm. that. It, it's just on the sirens, of course. When was the original idea? Do we know? I did actually try and find that out, but I think it is just an, one of these things that is just... Um, from from folklore, basically, mm. from the Amazons, you know, ancient Greek legends and things. So it's it is base it is over a thousand years old. I'm still perpetuating this now. Uh, it would have been much more interesting if if the Dravens were interested with in Snoo Snoo, which is <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. Surely you've seen the Futurama episode with the giant women. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. they wanted Snoo Snoo with the men. Uh, you know what Snoo Snoo is now, don't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also, for the 60s, mm. this is quite relatively... I mean, the fact that, that this, is from, or this is from a complete race of women, mm-hmm. and most um, the women are... There's more women on the cast than men, or more women characters than men, shall we say. But most of the women seem stupid, deliberately so, and they're evil. They've good fundamentals, though. Indeed. Yeah, I like how I said that all males are uh, sort of expendable, and uh, they kill them, just because they eat all the food. And the same time... No, I think they're eating as food, aren't they? Did, is that what I said? I couldn't I, tell. I could be wrong. I think some of them are used for reproduction. Well, he said so snoo snoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so the 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 key so is reproduction. Even after we've seen this three or four times, we still don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the the keep some as reproduction, but kill the rest because they eat all the food and. Uh, even though all they eat is leaves, no. I don't really understand what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's like two different castes, sort of. It seems to be like communism. Mm. There was Maga, who was the leader, and then the other three, 
who were born from a test tube, apparently, and are quite dim. Did, did they're, they're just soldiers. Yeah, they did exactly the same thing with the sensor acts as well, didn't they? Well, yeah, they had different. They had like yeah, the the leaders were the only one that could drink the good water, while the all all the rest of the races got the uh, poisoned water. So basically, what you're saying is, the writers of Doctor Who are communists. Yes. Well, after because of the McCarthy trials in the fifties, you know, to do with the communism and stuff. Probably a lot of the Hollywood writers came over to England to write for Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's... A, this was actually Verity Lambert, the producer. She... The, originally, the dragons were males, and she had the idea of making them all female. But I don't think there's anything... I'm sure it probably wasn't used to Doctor Who. She borrowed the idea. Yeah, but it's just, it's just not anything... It's just not a very good idea. It's just... There's not much you can say with it, really, is there? It's just... Or if you do... It's just the same thing as everyone else is going to say. I mean, there's. I, I, I defy you to find a science fiction show where there isn't a, a planet or women. Firefly. I defy you to find one that <laughs> lasted over three episodes. <laughs> I mean, Stargate. Yeah. Wasn't there one on Stargate? I'm sure. I'm, there probably was. There probably yeah. was. I mean, I know there was one on Star Trek. I can't imagine there not being one. Interesting thing, though. About the dragons. Eh? Yes, they. Uh, they were mentioned in the new series with the 11th Doctor at the end of the 5th series of the new series. Yes, yeah. Otherwise known as the 31st series. Um, the Dravens were mentioned as part of the alliance that, of everything that ever hated the Doctor in the Pandorica opens. I can't remember that myself. It, but what just if it said dravins, at the, would you would no. you really have known who they were? No, no exactly. And also, how do the dravins know? How do the dravins know what about the doctor? Because no, they were because they're no. just being blown up. Maybe they sent messages. Maybe it was in the bla- maybe it was in the draven black box that didn't blow up because it's made of indestructible uh, indestructicon. You you win a drunken time travel no prize. <laughs> Can I win a prize? You get to have a drink of beer. Oh, excellent. I'll have a drink of beer while you talk more. Yes, and towards the end of the, was it episode four or something, saying, we must act quickly. We have literally got, what, a few hours left before the planets explode. I, I, I I was more amused by the fact that there was these, there was these characters in Doctor Who who I don't know whether they could act or not because we didn't see the reconstruction <laughs> but I mean we must act quickly well if you haven't acted by episode 4 I would just give up by now <laughs> you, you're not going to get any BAFTA awards now well and plus by episodes 4 they really had nothing to do with the dragons they, they were just late to everything they, they were just there was no point in them being there at all they didn't offer anything to episode 4 at all no. Or just a waste of time. No, they were there to do the episodes, end of episode three cliffhanger, and then I don't think we really had anything to do with them in episode four until right the last five minutes when they, when they came running along and then found out everything had gone wrong. And then... And everybody's escaped already. Kaboom! <laughs> and the Doctor, interestingly, left them to die at the end. Mm. I couldn't see... The, I can't see the Doctor, the 10th, 11th Doctors doing that. Okay. Without trying to force them into the TARDIS at least ten times and then giving up, I know the tenth Doctor said he was a Doctor with for, with no you know no second chances, but I mean how many friggin' chances did he give the Master? Yeah. So so I think he would give the Dravins at but least it, one and a half it chances. It is the same species though, oh, but the Dravins were the enemy in this one. Repeatedly captured and. Wouldn't believe them. They, they were trying to kill him. Yes, they were exactly. See, see what they did there, right? You had the Rills who were ugly. Mm. They were the good guys, and the Dravens who were beautiful women. They were the bad guys. You can't judge a book guy's cover. No. And then you needed cooperation to get off the planet. The Doctor and the Rills cooperating. Mm. Yes, it's a lesson show. 
Did you learn your lesson this this week? Uh, no. No, of course you didn't. I don't learn lessons. I just drink beer. You, you need cooperation if you're going to be a record breaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it might not be cooperation, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it was very much very. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't bad at the time, but it just felt very heavy on the... On it was the, all the cliches. It was very heavy on the... I mean, I'm surprised... It was, I'm surprised they didn't do a racism is bad thing while they were out. <laughs> all they should have done. Or or, or one, one of the rules whose half of half of his face was driving, but no one noticed because they were so pious. I'm surprised at one point Man at Arms didn't just appear at the end to hammer it home. The lesson that uh, is not uh, yeah. not anything else. <laughs> not that I'm suggesting anything about my arms, of course. This is just it's, for fun. It's just a random do good. Is it? Is he actually a teacher, man at arms? Is he a teacher? Does he teach as well? I I know he's the man at arms. Is that something for our He-Man podcast? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do a He-Man podcast? <laughs> the answer is no. Well, like. Uh, Moving away from the uh, dragons, I think we spent too much time talking about them. Okay. Uh, they spent four episodes too long with them. <laughs> okay. Well, I did like how, uh, sort of while Stephen was pretending to sleep, uh, well... Can I just is, stop you there? Yeah. Was he pretending to sleep? I don't know. I can only trust Stephen Purvis. I saw the reconstruction and I thought, well, he's got, why has he gone Purvis? to sleep again? But apparently he was pretending mm. to sleep. Apparently, I, I can only trust with what I heard. But yes, yes, they were talking about about different creatures and that that they've heard of that actually care for one another and show compassion and things like that. Or as if it was a, it was an yeah. alien concept. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just 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 more, just more of yeah. a lesson thing, you know. Yeah. yeah we're we're definitely evil. Just in case you think <laughs> we're not evil, we're evil. And they couldn't and they could barely even comprehend it. And then one of them put yeah. their, their finger to their lip and said, one million dollars, just <laughs> to really hammer home there. No man at arms, no, no, not like that. It seemed to have uh, rub off on Stephen, though, because... Uh, when <laughs> well, man at arms seemed to rub yeah. off on Stephen. <laughs> See, I've well, always suspected no, man at arms. <laughs> well, not man at arms, but the evil uh, women creatures. <laughs> the evil women creatures? <laughs> Are you talking about the actors that played them? Or <laughs> their drums? The dragons. Okay. They're now evil women creatures. <laughs> well, obviously, he, Stephen started believing the hype because uh, when he uh, met the uh, good guys, the real later on, he would not believe that they were the good guys for quite some time. No, Stephen was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like proper having a go at him. Now. He does seem a strange character so far. I mean, in the other one, he didn't believe that time travelled, and now he doesn't believe people are nice. You can't seem to tell what he's going to believe in or not. And then the last one, he was, like, <laughs> punching someone for looking at an object on the ground, and this one, he was attacking a jumbly for looking yeah. at something. Yeah, at the TARDIS, yeah. You know what I think? I think, you know you know the drunks you see hanging outside pubs? I think I think Stephen was doing that. I don't think he was an astronaut at all. I think he found himself on Mechanus, who was annoyed there was no pubs, and uh, just became violent. So when Stephen came out of the door in the previous episode... When he came out, yes. It, it, it just collapsed drunk, didn't it? Yeah. It broke into the liquor cabinet. Yes, because the doctor does have a liquor cabinet. You know, at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Mm -hmm. right? Concentrate. No. Concentrate. Is that the one with the ghosts? Yes. Concentrate. Yeah. Go. You know, at the end, where they have the box, which has the Ark of the Covenant in it. Yeah. And they move it to put it in in the thing, in the uh, warehouse, where there are lots of other boxes. And the the camera pans back, and there's just hundreds and thousands of boxes. I can't remember that bit. Basically, what I'm saying is that's about the size of the Doctor's liquor cabinet. (laughs) I like the Doctor. I knew there was a reason I liked him. (laughs) Because of his liquor cabinet. Well, Mm -hmm. at least do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Do you remember in The Rescue with Uh, Vicky? Yes. First time we met her. Yes. She had a pet called Sandy, which was some kind of dragony, lizardy thing. 
Yeah, dragnet crocodile is it? Yeah. And then the, the next episode, the Romans wasn't didn't she didn't she have a pet in the next one? She she got a pet ant in Web Planet. What came after Romans? Web Planet. But what I'm going to say is, she became friends with the real in this episode. She was starting to become friends with the real in this episode. While the doctor was trying to kill him. <laughs> Fulfilling the barber rule. Also, she seemed to, seemed to like the chumblies and wanted one as a pet. What is it with her wanting pets all of a sudden? It's not all of a sudden. It, well, she's wanted pets from the start. She has. But what is it with the pet thing? Let's see if she can make friends with uh, some, Anyone? some Daleks or something. Well, she's already met the Daleks. Don't forget. Yeah. In the chase. So she has. Actually, try and forget that one. Not really. Actually, yeah. Mm. The chase, right? In which there was a chase. Yeah. The one before that was the Space Museum, in which there was a Space Museum. That, that was indeed a Space Museum. The one after the chase, which was the Time Meddler, in which someone meddled with time. Yeah. And then you have Galaxy 4, which isn't even Galaxy 4. What's going on? So in series two, they were telling the truth. <laughs> and now we've moved on to lies. They're just lying there. They're just fucking with us. So, so were, were the reals actually reals or were the Daleks in disguise? Because it sounds like... <laughs> it sounds like they've got their engines to me. It sounds like a Dalek ship to me. Daleks in disguise. <laughs> See, if you added Daleks to the Transformers, then I'd be interested. Decepticons, Daleks, what, what's not to like? Or, did one of the Chumblies convince the Will that they were Dalek, so they gave them Dalek sounds in the ship? Yes, because weirdly, the, the, there's like a background noise that the Daleks have, just to explain this. There's a background noise that the Daleks have in their ship, uh, which the Rills seem to have in their ship. So maybe they're not all as nice as we think they are. Which I love that Dalek noise though, by the way. If there was some ambient sound I could go to sleep to, it would be the Dalek noise. Do, do an impression of it now. Boom, 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 boom. Like now do an impression of the Chumbly noise. Oh, that it just annoys me too much. To it that annoys you? Yeah. I love the Chumbly noise. It's... It was just incessant. I can't even remember how it goes now. No? no. I can't remember. Can you? Do I, an impression, go. I can do an impression right now. So what do you think of that? That was a good impression, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was nearly correct. I think. It was nearly correct. Yeah, I think it was slightly off. Well, you know, it has been 40 years. Are you 40? Apparently. Um, another thing that the real stole, mm. other than the Daleks, there mm. was a bit where I thought they sounded a bit like Frankie Howard. Did they? Yes. <laughs> I expected. Yeah, and the real was terribly posh for... You know, for an amorphous blob with mm. tusks or something. But yeah, there was yeah. there was one bit where it was just... <laughs> I was like, who's that? Is that, is that Frankie? Oh, that's what that sounds like. Titter ye yeah. not, Doctor. Titter ye not. <laughs> Can't say I never thought of that, but... So that's look out for the rills in Up Pompeii. Oh, well, not, the thing that annoyed it did seem did seem that the rills were you know rills are obviously not the best looking people, but he was just he wouldn't even let people see all of them because he was because he was so ugly. He just yeah, seemed, he just seems like these people that uh, say they're say they're ugly despite being be, being good looking, and then you say that no no you're actually good looking. No, I'm not. I'm terribly ugly. Don't look at me. Well, maybe it was the reaction that the uh, the evil women creatures gave them that sort of shattered the confidence. And well, they were all really confident. In fact, yeah. they'd never seen another creature before. They yeah. were all really confident. And yeah. then first contact happened with the dragons. Yeah. And then it just all went to shit. Yeah. That, that's why they were still in space. What the fuck's this? And they just stood there for four days before. Oh, turning around. Four dawns. 
Dawn, sorry. Yes, you can't say Dawn. He said Dawn. The disintegrating planet. Yes, why couldn't the Doctor take them? Well, I don't know why the Doctor couldn't have taken the Rills, at least, and the Dravens. Yes, it was being a cunt. I think so. I think that is the only explanation. Like I said at the start, straight away he was just being a cunt. He didn't want... So he, he still doesn't like people. He's still got a bit of the old thing. He's still uncomfortable with people in, in social situations. Yeah, and hating people. He's, he's, he's warming to humans, I suspect, thanks to it, Ian. <laughs> and Vicky. Not so much uh, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the Doctor looked at the uh, TARDIS console and, and, Stephen stuck, and Stephen jumped on him and beat him up. What's this do again, Doctor? Should we talk about the beer then? Yes, why not? It now seems a, a good opportunity to do something like that. First up, the uh, Thirsty Ferret. And what was the other one? Tanglefoot. Yes, the other one was Tanglefoot. I've got to say, the Thirsty Ferret, it's sort of... It's not too bad, I suppose. It's It's got plenty of flavour, but it then, like last week, sucks the flavour straight out. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I kind of like them both. But they did both remind me of of the taste of crackers. Mm-hmm. First to ferret, more so. I can see that they've got that dryness about it. I agree. But the Tanglefoot, I really like that one. Yeah, I think I prefer that one. They're both uh, very, yeah, they're both very similar tastes. Idioms, if you will. Yeah, this, yeah, they're similar, but I think the Tanglefoot, so it left a lingering, more pleasant taste for longer than the first ferret did. What was that tagline on the bottle? Is apparently first quenching. See what they did there? Well, the tagline on Tanglefoot is mischiefs afoot. Uh, right, I did put the games afoot. Are we ready for the next beer then? So yes, let's uh, crack open with the next beers and. Yeah, the, I really like... Oh, I like them much better than the other two. Mm. Right. There's the... Well, okay, we've got two more now. Uh, we're drinking now mm. the Golden Glory. Yes, and... Which is a peach one, apparently. Yes, and one called Blandford Flyer, which is uh, a spicy ginger beer. And I do like mm-hmm. them a lot more. Uh, I'm not sure which one's better. Well, yes, the... Uh, the peach one, the uh, Golden Glory. It's, it's very refreshing, don't you think? It, it, it smells very peachy as well. More peachy than other peach beers I've uh, tasted, and uh, a lot more tasty, I will say. The smell does uh, actually give it a bit more of a new. It's, uh, it's a real nice beer, that. And, then, and I also do like ginger. I'm not sure if drinking it makes me like a liquid cannibal, but there you are. Yeah, the ginger one. It's... It's not like normal ginger beers. It, it's not quite as gingery. It's more like a beer with a hint of ginger rather than... Mm, it's not It's not like ginger yeah. beer with alcohol. It's more like a beer with a hint of ginger. Yeah. Which is a lot better. Yeah. It is very nice. I, uh, I approve of these two beers. So, yeah, if you're going to get the, any of these beers, get these two rather than the first two. Yeah. But really... Yeah, well, well, yeah. Because, I was going to say, is that just because it's got flavouring in it? But it's not, because, the, the, I mean, you can go wrong with adding flavouring mm. to the beers. Just listen to our last podcast. Mm. And the bacon debacle. <laughs> or as I like to say, the debacle. Did they actually add flavour to that one, or just take all the flavour out? Oh no, they did that after you tasted it, didn't they? See, I did a portmanteau there, and you didn't even notice. Yes, apparently I didn't know. No, of course not. Back to the who? The we expectation, man. Well, yes, I thought we'd just move on back to the doctor. Yes. I did like how the doctor brought out his screwdriver again. That's a is, that, is that a euphemism? Or? <laughs> no, it's just a standard screwdriver. Again, is that a euphemism? Yes, <laughs> yes it wasn't a circumcised screwdriver or anything. Let's um, move on. <laughs> <laughs> But I think this might be the st- 
Is, is, is he starting to get an obsession with the screwdrivers now? Well, this is Slowly. the second time he's got a screwdriver, so you never know. Yeah. Let, let's move on to really talk mm. about the screwdrivers. No, I mean, no. no, let's not do that. Let's move on to really talk about the chumblies. The chumblies. Yeah. So basically, the real, they have these robots, mm. and they're not called anything. Yeah. The things. Which doesn't surprise me, since they seem to have a space there from, because mm. they said to the doctor, "You from the so- or the doctor and his companions, you from the solar system and us mm. from another space." Yes. <laughs> either that, <laughs> they either hadn't named it like they hadn't done with the robots, or oh, they, they, they didn't. It. They didn't want the doctor to know where they were from. Oh. It was like it was like we're not giving you our phone number. Please <laughs> to we'll become like, a visitor. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you have a time-space machine. I don't want to give you any clues. We're not even called the real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they could have just named their space. Other space. <laughs> they could have another space in other space called the space. I, I like I like a space being and called the next other space. space. Maybe they're just not imaginative with the namings. They don't seem to be. But then Vicky comes along. <laughs> <and> she decides <laughs> that... Yeah, these, these robots, robots yeah. they've got a chumbly movement. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know what that means. No. I've never heard the word chumbly before now. Oh, well, I have, but from well, these chumblies. Well, I have. Before the chumblies, but I've never... <laughs> before the chumblies, I never heard the word chumbly. And now I'm saying it every three seconds. <laughs> and in relation to movement. It, j- it just rolled along the floor. What the chuff with them? I don't know. was that? Yeah. But I just but loved the fact that I didn't call the, the real didn't call these robots anything. Mm-hmm. Vicky came along, named them Chumblies, and they were they were like, "Oh, the Chumblies, you call them," and then just carried. Then they 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 all just called them Chumblies. Well, there was one of them, but he just called them Chumblies after yeah. that. It was just they? like, well, sure, why not? They're easy to please these bells, aren't they? Well, when you look like the back end of a horse's arse, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be easy to please, aren't you? But don't judge them. I won't judge them. That's the nice people. Apparently. Although, don't don't tell Stephen that. Oh, actually, I don't want to get into that argument. Is, is there? What, with Stephen, you mean? Yeah. No, he's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? Yeah. I, I hope Stephen gets better. I think he does. Mm-hmm. I don't remember hating him. He's, he's, he's trying his but best. But it could be wrong. I mean, now we're actually looking at the episodes and things, so, I mean, he could be a massive count. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to see. He does seem to be trying his best, though. He, he, yeah, yeah, but God loves a trier, doesn't he? <laughs> does he? Apparently he does. Well, he's trying my patience. Well, it? well, but I'm, all I'm going to say is, God, me and Gav are trying. We're trying to make a good <laughs> podcast. Don't you love that? Are you listening? Yes. Are you one of our viewers? Don't condemn us for this. Why do I keep saying viewers instead of listeners? Because they're the watching that progress bar, <laughs> waiting for it to get to the end. I don't know why they're waiting. They can just press stop. What? And just not, not wait and delete it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to delete this one. This is the best one ever. Is it? Excellent. I, I, I do hope so. So these, <laughs> these fantastic chumblies. Yes. Chumbly, 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 chumbly. These these fantastic chumblies, they're there who who are threatening and shit. Apparently, they've guns that come out of their stupid bulbous bodies or whatever. Mm. They're 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 completely. I don't know. You throw a net on them and then they just turn off. It it, it was a metal net though. And it, um, it short circuits it or something like that. I'm trying to stick but, up for it. But yes, they're impervious to fire and bombs and all sorts, but uh, yeah, <laughs> throw metal and mesh over it and ah, fuck, that's me, Don. <laughs> and then uh, I did like also when, uh, so that when they're racing back in uh, episode four, I think they're racing back to the uh, real episode ship to four, save the exploding Stephen. planet. When they're racing back to save Stephen with a tumbling shell. A tumbly. A tumbling shell. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblies are actually the same as tumblies, but they're smaller. Um, if, if the wind gets up, 
the tumblies just tumble away. <laughs> I did like how Vicky uh, tried to convince the uh, the driving that they came across that they had actually captured a tumbler, and she started ordering it around, and it started <laughs> following her instructions. Look, move backwards, and it did. I had I had a robot that was about <clears throat> big track. No, nope. it was about six seven inches high. Yeah, this is not a euphemism, and it was called George. It was called. It was called George Flashlight. And you, <laughs> George Flashlight, works in a good band now. But anyway, you, you, there was like buttons you could press. You could program it on the top of its head. You could press mm-hmm. buttons. You're wondering now why I'm pressing <laughs> buttons like this on on the table that no one can see. <clears throat> but. Yeah, this was that was basically as advanced as a chumbling was, <laughs> and I had this in the nineteen eighties. Well, this is the sixties. So this was the sixties, and mm. that was in the nineteen eighties. So my question is to you now: This I mean, is now it, the twenty-first century, guys. It probably had a massive gigabyte of memory as well. This is the twenty-first century now, Gav. Mm, yeah. That was the sixties, and then in the eighties, I had a chumbling, basically. Yeah. Where is my fucking TARDIS? Uh, the doctor stole it. Once again, the doctor is killed. So anyway, yeah. we've done the story. We've looked at the ramifications of Galaxy Four. Let's let's take a peek behind the scenes. Uh, to to the writer, who who was William Ems, and he's only ever written one Doctor Who. Yay! And I could barely find anything about him. Apparently, he tried to write several more after that, mm. but he's a one-hit wonder of Doctor Who. Mm. Like Vanilla Ice. Anybody else just without the one? Robert Sherman. Well, besides the infamous Robert. Robert Sherman. There, there are a few people that have written just the one. There was, uh, there was like like sixteen, seventeen year old who wrote Full Circle, which mm. was the last. I'll tell you because you don't know. Oh, it was the last series. <laughs> it was the last series of Tom Baker's Doctor. But there are a good few people who've only written one Doctor Who. And how many did the writer of uh, Web Planet write? <laughs> I think he just wrote the one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, Robert Sherman. Mm. He, he only wrote one as well, unfortunately. Yes, uh, they need to get him back for more hours there. Yes, not William Emerson. No. Well, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Uh, is he alive? No, he, he's got to be dead, hasn't he's he? He's got to be. If they can get him back, let's get him back. Why not? Well, 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 well funny you should say that, because mm. uh, apparently stories didn't like uh, the script. They didn't? No. Why not? I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I tried to find that out, but I couldn't find out. What's the I way? mean, it got so bad, the producer threatened to fire William Hartnell. That's quite harsh. So, that particular dance begins, mm-hmm. and we'll carry on until he's... Actually, fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if he was literally fired or he was or he left or a bit mixture of the two. But yeah, this is mm. this is the final full series of William Hartnell's Doctor. No. So he's in yeah. a he's in a two or three next year, and then we have Patrick Shelton. Excellent. Oh, uh, I didn't know about the. Uh, the children's strife, if you like. Did you know? Mm. Oh God, they, they, yeah. There's only two doctors I know that about. There, there's William Hartnell and uh, Tom Baker. Towards the end of his thing as well. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot about Tom Baker's uh, insanity. Sort of battles <laughs> and insanity. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. You've got to love Tom I don't, Baker. I don't He's think he was mad. fun to work with at all. He probably wasn't. <laughs> But he, but he is. I just think even I, I do. You do think now. Tom Baker is fantastic. He's obviously insane. Yeah. And should and be that, a mental asylum. And that's why. But I think he's fantastic. So this is an episode where none of the episodes existed. Yes. Until so. last year, when they found one of the episodes, mm-hmm. which I still haven't got yet. Yeah. Which we could have watched. I don't know. Anyway, episode three was recovered. Yep. And it recently premiered, it only premiered like a few days before we were recording this. Yeah, episode three, which is the one where the most things happen as well. Yes, because you were complaining there was yeah. so much happening, you, you couldn't shorten down your synopsis. 
There was just too much pertinent information in that. <coughs> that sound, it doesn't mean there's a spider just walked in here. It means that's our new feature. Uh, yeah, so so from series three, we started in series three, so we've got a new thing where we've got to nominate a character from each of the each of the stories that we think would be good for a companion for the Doctor. Uh, I think we're both agreed on this one. <laughs> yes, there's not much to choose from. To be no, fair. <laughs> not really. You've, you've got this. Stupid evil women, and hey, I it's it's the, the way, evil it, women. They creatures. were written, they were written that way. It's not my fault. Evil women creatures. Evil God. women Give creatures. Give them the right name. Stupid evil women creatures. So, <clears throat> lost so many viewers this week. Stop saying viewers. <laughs> um, uh, we've got the giant alien thing. The real yes, but he was just too much. I mean, would you want Frankie Howard on the TARDIS? <clears throat> and you've got the people on the TARDIS. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we decided on the Chumbly. Yeah. Specifically, the suicidal Chumbly at the end. Could you mention it on your synopsis? No, I didn't know. The, the, the Chumbly at the end showed the Doctor where the TARDIS was, mm. and then it just then it would just self-destruct. Mm. In, instead of waiting to be blown up by the planet. It would, yeah. Yeah. That just seemed a waste of energy to me. Yeah. Also, what? Couldn't the Doctor, like, Put it on another planet or something. I don't know. But anyway, that yeah, that's. I'll, what, I'll just that's take what it I as think. a companion. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. You should take it as a companion. It would be like having Mel Gibson's character from *Lethal Weapon*. You'd have a suicidal chumbly with you, all the time. And it, and it seemed to have every single story it would be trying to kill itself. <laughs> it could be a running thing. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. It would be. It'd be a bit of a comedy relief. I think they they also seem to have some like language sort of deciphering ability as well, which could come in useful. But the Tandis does that as well. It, it does indeed. I've heard all the time. Yeah. Has, have we covered that the Tandis does that yet? I did mention that the, the one of the previous ones, but mm. you refused to believe it since it hasn't been mentioned in, yeah. in Doctor Who yet. Yeah, don't be mentioned. Maybe maybe you just stole it from the Chumblers. But then again, they did land in Rome. There's no chance that we're talking English in Rome, was it? No. no. What, there's chances that the, all the alien planets they've been on, they're all talking English? Yeah. But not in Rome. No. <laughs> <laughs> not in Rome. <laughs> Even in the Crusades, they weren't speaking English. Well, like the suicide chumble, if it wouldn't come with them, and and the planet explodes. Who's to say it's not Krypton, or Crypt, or Krypton, or Krypton as uh, Marlon Brando calls it? So I say they should have put it in a rocket, send it off to Earth, and it could become like have like superpowers and things, super robot powers. Yeah, and how do they know this planet's going to blow up anyway? Does Jor-El come around and tell people that the planet's going to blow up, and he's just rubbish at science? There's a there's a big timer. <laughs> Every planet's got one. Is it like the countdown yeah. timer? That's exactly what it is. So my quote of the episode then is uh, where the Doctor and Vicky are heading towards the real ship and uh, Vicky throws a rock behind a chumbly, basically. And uh, she replies with thus That was no risk. <laughs> I noted, observed, collated, concluded, and then I threw the rock. Excellent. Well, apparently we're on a bit of a science thing with our quotes. Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was quite funny as well. I am really liking Vicky at the moment. Really liking Really. <laughs> that wasn't creepy at all. Well, it was a bit creepy. But uh, yes, I, I, do, uh, I do agree with you. I really like Vicky. I think... Well, actually, you're going to disagree, but I think she's the best companion so far. Well, yeah. discounting Ian, obviously. Well, obviously you would, but uh, I often discount him. But, well, yes, uh, I, th- I think it's just a shame she's basically yeah. leaving in two stories. Yeah. She's uh, she's mellowed the Doctor a little bit as well, I think. Apart from well, you did mention several times, you was a cunt this episode. Besides that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But when, <laughs> but when uh, the Doctor and the Vicky are together, they get on really well. They're really close, and uh, I, I like the way they work with each other. I agree. Mike Roach from the Doctor. Um, well, Vicky's talking to him as well. Fuck Stephen. Vicky's <laughs> talking to him about how the explosion, like it's, the plant's going to explode into nothing. And the Doctor says this thusly. No, not just nothing, child. Hydrogen gas that sprays itself out like molten silver against the other stars in the same galaxy. Hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was quite nice, even though hydrogen very rarely acts like molten silver. No. No. It's, uh, it, it's still a bit sciencey in the theme. But uh, that's the end of the show. So, yep. uh, final thoughts about Galaxy 4? No, I enjoyed it. I quite liked it. It wasn't oh. anything fantastic, but it wasn't no. too bad. Well, yeah, I, I think the story is good. I think the story was just alright. Mm. Well, I think there, there was some like bits of it that were some like dragged out a bit, but overall, I thought the story was entertaining. And plus, Chumblies. Sort of area. You got the Chumblies. They sounded great on me after a while. Didn't I? I loved it. What do you Especially do you... by the fourth episode, it was just so repetitive. Yeah, all you... the way through the episode. Wait until we get to the gunfighters and that ridiculous, repetitive, annoying song. So, if you've got a question or you want to see any blogs or anything like that, you can go to drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com. There's all the information there, uh, plus our Twitter account. And various other links. Indeed. And Series 2 onwards available on iTunes. So, uh, feel free to rate our comment. Indeed. Either if you liked it or you didn't. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. Is it? Not Weedabix. Who knew? In the next episode, English Girl will be doing Mission to the Unknown. Yes, which is another one of these uh, reconstructions that don't exist episodes. Excellent. But it's, it has the added bonus that the Doctor and the Companions don't appear at all. Yes, it's it's not even a Doctor episode. Well, it is. Well, it is, but it yeah. doesn't have that. Yeah. But don't worry, the Daleks turn up. And as a special treat for you lucky listeners next week, we will have a short supplemental episode. Yes, we'll uh, be doing this from now on. Uh well, for the foreseeable future. Let's not commit to anything. Till we get bored. Well, a short supplemental episode based around science of the uh, Doctor Who story we just watched, which in this case is Galaxy 4. So look forward to that. And it's time to drink the remainder of our beer. So, soupy twist. Soupy twist. And the next time, you'll not hear English girls say... Look, if the Doctor and Companions can't be bothered to turn up, then neither will we. And also, the next time, you'll not hear Irish girls say... When do we get to the 10th Doctor? Wait, which Gav am I?